0: Vigorous Steve here. So, you want to run some ibuprofen MK677 to increase your endogenous growth hormone levels and IGF 1 levels downstream, increase your appetite by super physiological amounts to make those sweet, sweet gains during the next off season. And you've done a whole five minutes of research realizing that MK677 can cause some serious insulin resistance, the loss of insulin sensitivity, the longer you use it. But you still want to use it because. You don't have access to pharmaceutical growth hormone or reliable generic GH. You also don't really want to inject. You're just looking for an edge to increase your natural hypodermic testes axis, even though there's plenty of scientific evidence that shows that MK677 does have a negative effect on your HPTA, I'll link it down below, but I'm sympathetic to the cause. I completely understand if this is going to be your gateway drug into the use of performance enhancing drugs, full-blown steroid cycles, So be it since I'm cursed with knowledge, I'm going to teach you exactly how to use MK677 without the potential of developing full-blown insulin resistance, turning yourself into the Michelin man. But before we do, please like the video, leave a comment for the algorithm and consider subscribing if you haven't already. And if you want to support the channel, you can do so by joining either the YouTube or Patreon memberships, where you can vote for upcoming deep dives or join the weekly Vickers Q&A, which is always on Saturday, where you can ask questions for an entire hour before we go public. And it turns into a super chat, super flood. First things first, let me briefly explain how ibutamoren MK six seven seven actually works. It's a ghrelin receptor agonist in combination with the growth hormone releasing hormone receptor agonist. Will tell the pituitary to secrete a super physiological amount of growth hormone for the time that it's active. And MK six seven seven has a very long active life. So throughout the entire day. You get increased growth hormone secretion and downstream increased IGF 1 secretion, assuming that your liver is in a good state of health. Now, in the same class of uh, drugs, the ghrelin receptor agonists fall a growth hormone releasing peptide 2 and growth hormone releasing peptide 6, hexarelin, ipromorelin. And in the other class of drugs, the growth hormone releasing hormone receptor agonists fall CJC 1295 without the drug affinity complex or with. DAC, somatorelin, sermorelin, and tesamorelin. Unfortunately, all of the other ones, besides ibutomorin, you're going to have to inject. There's no oral version of either of these GHRH or ghrelin receptor agonists available. So again, if you don't want to inject, Ibutamorin is your sole option to increase your growth hormone levels. Somatostatin, which is released from the intestinal tract in response to eating, will blunt the growth hormone secreting effect that albutomorin and all of the other growth hormone secretagogues have. So this is a little bit problematic because ghrelin is the hunger hormone and albutomorin makes you mad hungry. So you start to eat and now your intestinal tract will release a hormone to blunt further growth hormone secretion. Now you can follow intermittent fasting. So you have an eight hour feeding window, which is also good for insulin sensitivity. During the 16 hours that you're not eating, insulin sensitivity goes up. The reason why ibuprofen MK MG677 reduces insulin sensitivity causing full-blown insulin resistance is because growth hormone levels are chronically elevated and growth hormone liberates free from fatty acids from adipose tissue. Free-form fatty acids directly inhibit insulin receptor substrate one, which otherwise responds to insulin, whether that's endogenously produced in the pancreas or administered exogenously insulin receptor substrate one instructs or translocates the glucose type 4 receptors to the cell membrane and thus glucose and other nutrients can enter the cell not floating around in the bloodstream raising serum glucose concentrations to uh, pre-diabetic levels right we're trying to prevent this so long story short you take your mk677 before bed in a fasted state the last meal of the day you have low glycemic index foods like potatoes for example mixed With a little bit moderate fatty steak or salmon and some vegetables to lower the glycemic loads of your potatoes even further. The free form fatty acids, which are now being liberated from this increased growth hormone level, that is no longer inhibited by somatostatin, because again you're going to bed in a fasted state. Somatostatin levels are quite low, and thus you get the highest amount of growth hormone secretion possible from this ibuprofen dose pre-beds. Growth hormone levels go up. You don't have a negative feedback on your insulin sensitivity because the glycemic load of the potatoes mixed with a fatty protein sources and vegetables is keeping that sustained throughout the night. Potentially, you take something to help with fatty acid absorption, like carnitine, for example. If you don't want to inject your carnitine, you can take oral L carnitine L tartrate throughout the day, or at least one serving of 500 milligrams before bed, even though you need a slight insulin release for you, for your skeletal muscle to properly absorb the L-carnitine. So why don't we save the oral L-carnitine for over the day? Let's focus a little bit on this nighttime MEK-677 administration. You take it before bed, you sleep like a baby. You might be uh, getting some wild dreams because your growth hormone levels are going to be super physiological. Towards the morning, your cortisol levels start to go up and thus your liver starts to release some of the glycogen to raise uh, glucose levels in the bloodstream and now you start to lose a little bit of your insulin sensitivity because even though throughout the night your glucose levels were nice and low glucose homeostasis was sustained and you have a little bit of a method in place to discard the free-form fatty acids which are being liberated overnight in the morning you might still wake up with elevated glucose levels it might be a temporary state because cortisol levels are going up the liver is releasing glycogen from the liver through glycogenolysis and thus serum glucose levels are going up in order for you to wake up thus it might be beneficial to have a continuous glucose monitor which monitors your glucose levels throughout the night if you see that in the morning just before waking up your glucose levels start to go up that's because of cortisol you don't have to change your diet all you need to do is some fast cardio yes your insulin sensitivity will return right away. Now that still means that you're going to have to pin something, right? Either through daily glucose measurements upon waking or using a continuous glucose monitor. Because if you notice over longitudinal data that your fasting glucose levels are going up and fasted cardio is not able to resolve that, then it's time to discontinue the MK677. That could be months. That could be as little as a couple of days, right? It highly depends on your diet and which over the counter supplements you take to improve your insulin sensitivity throughout the day so as a regular timeline you take your mk677 before bed in a fasted state you wait the entire night check your fasting glucose levels upon waking do some daily fasted cardio for 30 minutes give or take moderate intensity check your glucose levels again to confirm that your glucose levels went down during your fasted cardio session and then you start reintroducing the food as part of your intermittent fasting protocol with an eating window of, let's say, eight hours. Now, if you want to make some serious gains, you might have to eat 16 hours versus eight hours of no eating, sleeping, but that means that somatostatin might be chronically elevated and the maximum amount of growth hormone release will not occur unless you use something like tesamorelin alongside your ibuprofen, right? So you're going to have to make some sacrifices. You might still need to inject something, but if you're solely going with an oral MK677, you're still going to have to pin to to check your blood glucose levels. Unfortunately, right? There's no way around it. You're going to have to um, pierce the skin in one way or another. And if you're smart, you check your glucose levels in between meals as well. If you have a Dexcom, that is highly, highly beneficial to monitor your glucose levels. Okay, if you don't have time for that, you don't want to go that route, look into some of the over-counter supplements, which are known to improve insulin sensitivity. I mean, look at this list. The list is so long. Apple cider vinegar, alpha-lipoic acid, Burberry, bitter melon, cilin, cinnamon, citrus bergamot, chromium, fenugreek, fish oil, Gymnema sylvestre, magnesium, resveratrol, vitamin D, vinyl sulfate, zinc. You have so much to choose from. Besides controlling your carbohydrate intake and your fat intake, boatload of over-the-counter supplements you can supplement with each meal or cheat meals or meals containing a lot of calories, Again, if you're eating for size during the off-season, each meal might contain 40, 50 grams of protein, 100, 125 grams of carbs, and maybe 20 to 25 grams of fat. Again, depending on your goals and your overall performance-density drug cocktail. So if you're simply eating for size, but you're keeping your fat intake low, that might be beneficial to sustain insulin sensitivity. Again, not too low to the point you get yourself androgen deficient, you still need adequate amounts of healthy fats in your diet For normal testosterone and estrogen production, so don't bring it too low, please. But if you keep your fat intake low, you don't have to worry about these free form fatty acids, which are coming from adipose tissue, because it's the free form fatty acids that inhibit insulin sensitivity through this uh, insulin receptor substrate one. Right? It doesn't matter if it's coming from foods or adipose tissue. You're simply topping off the free form fatty acids in your bloodstream coming from adipose tissue. So if you're Liberating fat from fat stores, your fat intake can come down a little bit for a continuous sustained level of insulin sensitivity. Okay, what I would recommend, with each meal containing carbohydrates, which are probably going to be the majority of the meals over the day. maybe glycemic index can be a little bit higher in the morning, and that starts to taper off during the day. So you can have some uh, easier rice and some fruits in the morning. and then as you progress throughout the day, you switch to oatmeal, quinoa or pasta. And at the end of the day, maybe some potatoes. So you don't have this elevated somatostatin at the end of the day. Planting further growth hormone secretion from the morn. So it's actually quite simple. With every meal, you take the following supplements. I've used these. Many of my clients have used these. It works for the majority of the people to sustain their insulin sensitivity. Apple cider vinegar tablets. 500 milligram to 750 milligram or 25 milliliters of liquid apple cider vinegar with the mother mixed in 300 milliliters of water and you drink this with a straw so it doesn't pass your teeth and dissolve your animal. Keep in mind that apple cider vinegar is very, very, very acidic. All right, besides the ACV, look at the fish oil, 500 milligrams to 800 milligrams, EPA and DHEA omega-3 with every single meal. Again, fish oil is very beneficial for insulin sensitivity as well. Healthy fats, but not so fatty to the point You have to worry about these free-form fatty acids, which are already circulating from the growth hormone that is liberating this from your body fat. L-carnitine L-tartrate, 500 milligrams with meals, a total of 2,000 to 3,000 milligrams per day. Unless you want to inject, then I would stick with 500 milligrams L-carnitine injections. And if you're worried about TMAO formation in the intestinal tract, besides a course of doxycycline to kill off the bacteria, which contribute to TMAO formation, if you look into allicin, which is a, Extract from garlic, 180 milligrams per 500 milligrams of oral L carnitine L tartrate seems to mitigate, negate these effects of the bacteria contributing to TMAO formation. Otherwise, magnesium glycinate, 100 to 200 milligrams with meals. Don't overdo it right off the start because you might get diarrhea. But magnesium, since most people are kind of deficient in magnesium, I would advise anybody to supplement with it. But if you want to use magnesium for insulin sensitivity, Anywhere between 100 milligrams to 200 milligrams with meals will do. Let's say up to 1200 milligrams over the day on top of the magnesium that you get from your food. This is already highly beneficial to improve your insulin sensitivity and mitigate some of the negative effects that MK67 might have on your blood glucose levels. Then you can look at the berberine, either 500 milligrams in the morning and 500 milligrams in the evening, or even 500 milligrams with the meals containing a lot of carbohydrates with a high glycemic load. So if meal one and two of the day is a lot of uh, rice, for example, or cream of rice, even higher glycemic index. And you have 100, 125 grams of carbs with meal one, two, and maybe even three. 500 milligrams berberine with each of those meals on top of the apple cider vinegar, fish oil, l quarantine, L-tartrate, and the magnesium that you're taking. I don't think that you need metformin, but if you had a cheat meal containing a boatload of carbohydrates, simple sugars, and you really went to town on the Dairy Queen, 500 milligrams before bed at the same time you take your mk677 keep in mind that after cheat meals your somatostatin levels are sky high so don't expect too much okay don't expect too much growth hormone secretion after cheat meal it might be better to skip the mk677 so you don't exacerbate this potential loss of insulin sensitivity that you already have throughout the week so maybe you take your mk677 six days out of the week And if you feel you still need a cheat meal on top of this increased caloric surplus that you continuously have throughout the week, if you wanna have a little bit of cheat meal and you go to town, you go ham, you want to take your girlfriend out or all of your buddies and you eat a bottle of hamburgers and ice cream at the end of the day, uh, just take the Metformin and skip the MK677. What you can also do, 10 minute walks in between meals. Yeah, on top of your daily fast cardio, you might have to increase your activity levels and stick within let's say 7,000 to 10,000 steps over the day. Great for insulin sensitivity. You don't even need to buy anything. You could just walk around. And of course, there's a lot of complete glucose disposal agent formulas out there, which can help with insulin sensitivity, albeit that you can't really decide which of these ingredients, these insulin sensitizers you take because it's a formula bundled together. So I would limit glucose disposal agents to um post cheat meal only whether that's uh, by itself or in combination with metformin again it highly depends on what you ate during this meal but these are readily available i'll link some down below gorillamide is a great glucose disposal agent just don't take it with every single meal they'll be overdoing it so this is basically the way to do it responsibly again if you're going to use mk677 you need 100 percent a glucometer You can also do your blood work, check your hemoglobin A1C and your fasting insulin levels before you start a protocol of MK677, then check it maybe three months later after you've already checked your fasting glucose levels um, every single day with a home glucometer, just still check if your hemoglobin A1C went up and if your fasting insulin levels, which unfortunately you can't test at home by yourself, if that went up as well. Most people can get away, again, if they do everything right, With a cycle, quote unquote, cycle of MK677, 20 milligrams, 30 milligrams before bed for eight to 12 weeks. But some people need to discontinue this way earlier. It highly depends on how you you manage your insulin sensitivity and your overall serum glucose levels. Okay. Now, do you need a post-cycle therapy for MK677? Yes, unfortunately, you do because you've been increasing your growth hormone secretion for such a long period of time somatostatin levels have been increasing because you get increasingly hungry. And even though you probably lost some sort of insulin sensitivity along the way, it's not that dramatic that you really need to abort. But the best way to come off MK-677 is by fasting for five days. This brings your somatostatin levels down to zero because you're not eating. And thus, your natural growth hormone secretion goes up. Your ghrelin uh, levels will obviously go up because you're so freaking hungry. And your growth hormone releasing hormone activity will go up as well getting high amounts of growth hormone secretion and high amounts of igf1 levels potentiating a decent amount of fat loss and the reduction of intramuscular triglycerides intramuscular glycogen stores and glycogen stores in your liver will be wonders for your insulin sensitivity actually i'm quite joking here you don't really need to fast for five and a half days following an mk677 protocol but if you want to get insulin sensitive quick, this is the way to do it. But that's a subject for a different video. And again, guys, if you follow all of the advice in this video and your blood glucose levels still end up being over 100 milligrams per deciliter for a couple of days in duration, it's just time to throw in the towel. You take one to two weeks off of the MK677 and you walk away with a good experience so you don't have these elevated glucose levels chronically, basically making yourself a type two diabetic don't be silly it's not worth it okay i'll leave it here thank you guys so much for watching you can find everything that i'm associated with down below in the youtube description section all of my sponsors and affiliates are there and you can find even more on my website vigorsteve.com. got a ton of free articles for your reading pleasure vigorous crew you guys know to do a front double basket for you guys this is not mk677 though this is real growth amount an igf1 so don't expect too much don't expect gains Like that, that's years, decades, on anabolic allergenic steroids as well. So uh, you'll still make good results though, on MEK 677 solo, but it's entirely up to you if you end up with a moon face or a very cosmetically appealing physique, albeit that you might have to go slightly hungry while using it. Thank you guys so much for watching and I'll see you in the next video.